It's time for your North Iowa News on KCHA for Tuesday, November 21st. I'm Mark Pitts reporting. It will be next spring before a man charged with murdering a North Iowa police officer will go on trial. 43-year-old Kyle Rickey of Algona is accused of shooting Algona police officer Kevin Cram to death on September 13th as Cram was attempting to serve a warrant for Rickey's arrest. Rickey was apprehended in Minnesota about four hours after the shooting. Ricky has pleaded not guilty to a charge of first-degree murder, a Class A felony. His trial was scheduled to begin December 12th in Kasuth County District Court until Ricky waived his right to a speedy trial and his legal counsel asked for a continuance to have more time to prepare. Friday, the defense and prosecution both agreed on a new trial date, now set for May 14, 2024. Ricky remains in jail on a $2 million cash-only bond. Prior to joining the Algona Police Department, the 33-year-old Cram was an officer with Nora Springs Police from 2013 to 2015. The Northeast Iowa Community College Board of Trustees will seek termination of its president, Dr. Herbert Rydell. NICC trustees held their annual organizational meeting yesterday and went into closed session to discuss performance-related concerns of Dr. Rydell. The members voted unanimously to move forward with the process to terminate his contract for cause. In a statement, NICC said the college continues to consider this a confidential personnel matter and declines to provide further comment about Dr. Rydell's employment at this time. Dr. Rydell was placed on paid administrative leave on October 9th, and David Doms, NICC Vice President for Administration and Finance, has been serving as acting president since then. Dr. Rydell, hired last year, told the Dubuque Telegraph-Herald in late October that he did nothing unlawful, unethical, or immoral and was willing to return to the job. A Charles City man who last month agreed to plead guilty to sexually abusing a child is back in jail. Charles City police initially arrested 34-year-old Daniel Hibner in March after a female victim under 7 years old reported abuse to a forensic investigator at the Allen Child Protection Center in Waterloo. Hibner was charged with second-degree sexual abuse, a Class B felony, but in October agreed to plead guilty to three counts of lascivious acts with a child, all Class C felonies. His sentencing date is set for January 8th in Floyd County District Court. However, Hibner was arrested last week by the Floyd County Sheriff's Office on a warrant requesting revocation of his pretrial release after a violation report filed November 8th indicated that Hibner missed at least six appointments with his parole officer. Hibner is being held in the Floyd County Jail with bail set at $25,000 cash-only bond, although his attorney on Monday filed a motion seeking a hearing for bond reduction. In August, the Floyd County Board of Supervisors heard from NextEra and Invenergy on projects to build about 170 wind turbines combined in areas from Rudd and Floyd south towards Marble Rock and Rockford. Several landowners in the impacted area then asked supervisors to put a moratorium on the development of any new wind turbine projects until the county's ordinance regulating their construction can be updated. During their regular meeting yesterday, Board Chair Mark Kewen acknowledged the need for updates to the ordinance in place for years, but no longer meets the needs of the current state of the wind industry. He also recognized that some landowners don't see the need for anything to be done with the county's ordinance. Some organizations like the Land and Liberty Coalition that says passing a moratorium sends a clear message to wind developers in Floyd County is closed for business and will restrict landowners' ability to make the best decisions for their own land should they have an interest and opportunity to join with the project. We've received several emails from county residents who don't want any changes because they'd like to, they've signed an easement, and there's a list of the people who've already signed easements with developers. 
and they don't see the need to change any. They want to see wind turbines develop because they'd like to build on their land. Kewen noted that the moratorium does not prevent the wind companies from negotiating voluntary easements with landowners, but does temporarily pause the development of such wind farm projects. So the moratorium shall be effective for a period of six months from the day it becomes effective today until May 20th. If more time is needed by the Zoning Commission to complete their review and make a recommendation to the board, a moratorium shall be extended by resolution of the board. We extend resolution 4423 until July 1st, 2024. Then this resolution, instituting the moratorium or any extension thereof, shall thereafter not prohibit the board from engaging in negotiations during an official meeting and entering into a development agreement with the wind development company or companies. Doesn't prevent it, doesn't say we shall. Supervisors voted 3-0 to approve the moratorium and puts the plan in motion for the Floyd County Planning and Zoning Commission to work with the North Iowa Area Council of Governments to update the county's ordinance regarding wind farm construction. Once complete, Kewen added the county can then address ordinance updates for solar projects. A public measure that was not on the ballot earlier this month was a tax levy to help fund emergency medical services in Floyd County. EMS Advisory Council Chair Patrick Lumley said the timing wasn't right to put the levy before voters November 7th with a $28.5 million bond referendum for Charles City High School already on the ballot. Lumley says the EMS Council also didn't have time to properly educate voters on an EMS tax levy, including dispelling a number of inaccurate myths. Such as you're going to collect this money, but you're not going to spend it on EMS. You could spend it on secondary roads from a county perspective, and that's not true. Same with the city. You could take the EMS tax levy money and do something else with it. And, and actually, that's completely false. Iowa Code Chapter 422 specifically states there's like eight or nine areas within EMS that you can spend that money on. And it, it's actually very detailed in what you can and cannot do. Earlier this year, Floyd County and the city of Charles City agreed to a new contract with AMR Ambulance to continue providing private service while paying a combined $400,000 a year to help subsidize AMR's operating costs. An EMS tax levy would generate funds for the various public agencies that provide emergency services in the county and could help the city and county establish and operate its own public ambulance service and, and its arrangement with AMR. The EMS Advisory Council meets at 5 o'clock this evening in the EOC room of the Floyd County Courthouse to continue planning how an EMS levy would be taxed and when it could be put before voters. We can go with a special election in March. That has costs associated to it, same as September, or we could come back in the next November general election as well. So we do not have a firm date on when a special election be called. We do know it's March, September, or November. That's our options. When an EMS tax levy does appear on the ballot again, it will need a 60% majority yes vote to pass. A Floyd County EMS tax levy to raise over $500,000 a year for 10 years failed last November. More North Iowa news on the way on KCHA.